your voice be heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Or if you are tuning in from Facebook Live, what's poppin'? And I am here, Stanley Fritz, as usual, looking moderately good looking, but not really because I haven't been to the gym since early August when that thing happened. And I'm also and in the studio. And you're wearing jeggings. I'm not wearing jeggings. Oh, are try. these jeggings we, I should yes. We already made fun of him. Okay. Thank you. Please. Put, so, put it away. <laughs> stop sexualizing me, Jackie, okay? So, anyways, guys, as I was saying, Stanley, I'm in the studio. Your butt looks really good in those pants. Thank you. I did 10 Can spots you before hello? you guys got Can here. Can you smile at me? Why are you not talking into me when I walk by you? And, oh, I am all about that street. Oh, 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 <laughs> too much. I gotta go, guys. Thanks, so, man. Guys, um, I'm in the studio with Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie Cohen. I think I just became Selena a lesbian. Hill. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, I lesbianized you. And, of course, the cat daddy queen. She dabs it up in the streets, works at Chocolat, and makes sure I get my chorus light for $4, not $5. No, I'm kidding. She made me pay extra. We got Ashnet, the poppin' intern who tweets in the streets and also wears hot pink. That rhymed, didn't it? So, guys, we are not here to big up Ashnet, even though she is also cool as well, and your bun is really fleeky with the baby hair on the sides. I've noticed these things. We are here to talk <laughs> are about the- Are you commenting p- on her appearance? Yes, I am objectifying her, duh. Stanley, what's wrong with you? Well, what's wrong with her for wearing clothing? You know, I want to objectify Donald <laughs> Trump. What was going on the other night? So, yeah, thank you, Elizabeth, for jumping me in the right direction. So, we are here to talk about the 2016 presidential debate between Cheetos Ultramix and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and in case you guys don't know what Cheetos Ultramix is, it is actually Donald Trump. And it was pretty much peak whiteness. But besides it being peak whiteness, it was the first debate between these two people. Donald Trump was coherent for about three and a half minutes, and then things went completely downhill. But since that has happened, we've had a lot of people coming up with different opinions of what actually happened. We've had Trump going going into all kinds of petty arguments with people. We've had Hillary Clinton using pretty much 89 of the 90 minutes of that debate for clips to get people to vote for her. And we have people who are listening on the air right now through the FM frequency and people who are listening right now through Ustream on the stream team and people who are hopefully listening right now on Facebook Live who had lots of opinions and who had lots of thoughts on this recent debate. So we are here to break it down, tell you what we think, hopefully get to hear what you think, and then try to wrap it up in one nice sweet button that hopefully does not end with Donald Trump as president. Now... Instead of just recapping everything that's been talked about on CNN or on MSNBC or on um, what's the Fox News, sorry, Fox News, or even on <laughs> the, the news Young's, part in quotations. Yes, deep, heavy quotes. What I want to do from you guys is hear what you thought just straight up from the debate. Not who won, not who lost, because it wasn't a rap battle. It wasn't one of those things where you can pick the winner by screaming the loudest. I want to know what you guys thought from watching the debate. And because Selena is looking at me with really wide eyes, and I think she sniffed the same coke that Donald Trump did before the debate, <laughs> I'm going to start with Jackie. Oh, um, well, I got to watch the debate at the Apollo Theater right here in Harlem with Selena. I mean, which- well, can we just give details Jackie and I were VIP yes, at the we Apollo I wasn't invited to this backstage no well yes you were right. Selena emailed all of us I to did. invite us no, I RSVP'd Selena took me backstage at the Apollo to VIP seating well you got to meet the guy who sweeps the stage <laughs> You, yeah. mean, you mean the janitor who it, pays more in taxes than Donald Trump does? Probably, yeah. Mm. No, it was it was great. Um, and we saw a panel discussion before the debate started with people who like ran the gamut of political preferences um, from the far left to the far right. And then we got into the debate, and it was absolutely an incredible experience sitting in the Apollo Theater, watching Donald Trump run his mouth, and people were not having it at all and you know for me i find i have stopped watching trump in um speeches like on you know when whenever there's like a video that comes out about him on tour or at a 
um, at a Trump rally. I really can't stomach it. I just can't listen to him. It makes me so angry. I have to turn it off, which maybe isn't a good thing. Maybe I need to be taking him more seriously and listening to him. Um, but I could not think of a better place to have to listen to his BS than at the Apollo Theater where... A room full the, of petty black people. No, I mean, it was a room full of people who were... some. There were some Trump supporters there. there really? Yeah, there was... I think there was one. I think there was, was two. They asked if there was any Trump support. There were some people sitting right behind me who were supporting Trump. Crazy. Um, they better have been white. They, obviously. <laughs> okay, they, they, White people don't make no sense. Black people, you they, need to. They asked the audience, Kelly Goff, who's the NY, uh, WMIC um, correspondent, is that yeah, her? Yeah, she's who, a host. Who, uh, host who moderated the debate, asked if, if there were any Trump supporters in the audience, and one person went like... <laughs> and then like got scared and every and she was like you are so brave and everybody applauded that the one it was really weird she might have gotten um but it was it was really wild and i mean i think that maybe my perception of how well donald trump did or did not do was a little bit skewed because right off the bat nobody was having it so when i heard that pe- that people thought that he did really well at the beginning i was like i did not have that perception of the debate at all well you know actually that's a good place for me to jump in because i actually thought in the first 10 minutes like wow Donald Trump's doing a pretty decent job of making himself appear presidential. And that's going to be bad for Hillary because my thought going into the debate, which was that, you know, unfortunately, the bar is set so low for him. And it shouldn't be. It should be set much higher because, of course, the bar for Hillary is like 300 feet in the air. And she has to jump it in heels. Right, exactly. Um, But... You know, so considering this low bar that was already set for him, I was like, if he's able to come up to this low bar and make himself look somewhat presidential, then that may be really bad for Hillary. So during the first 10 minutes, I started to get a little concerned. I was like, wow, he's actually doing it. And he's making himself appear like somebody who actually could potentially be a president versus somebody who's completely unhinged. Of course, after 10 minutes, <laughs> that completely uh, went out the window yeah. and he became the un- his, uh, his unhinged so- self. That he is, and then I was like, "Oh, it's a wrap." Yeah. Um, I mean, and then there was just my my favorite thing was when he really confirmed it was the part where where he like started to blame Hillary for something, and she goes, "By the end of this debate, Donald's going to just find a way to blame me for everything." And when he why his, not? he said, "Why when not?" He said, "Why not?" He confirmed that it do- didn't matter whether she said something good, whether she said something bad, whether she had a positive policy proposal, or whether something wasn't her fault because you know it happened when George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan was president, he was going to find a way to blame her for it, and that was going to just make him look even more unhinged than he already was. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Um, And then after the shimmy, it was over. Uh. Yes, that was also my favorite thing. Selena? Yeah, no, Hillary Clinton pretty much slayed um, Donald Trump. I mean, I feel like he almost got information. Like, I feel like she was also trying to provoke him so that the true him could come out. In the first 10 minutes, he was very, you know, reserved, and then he just let loose. And it's so funny, um, the SNL... 14th season, I think, premiered? No, yeah, no, 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 42nd, no, 42nd I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 42nd season premiered last night, and Alex Baldwin did a great job impersonating great. Trump at the debate. So funny. And um, one of the parts he said, like, when he, what that Alex Baldwin said was... Alec. When, Alec. When he, Get the white man's name right to me. I, I tweeted it wrong, too, <laughs> last night by accident. But um, one, one thing he said, he was like, oh, um, and the blacks. And then you see <laughs> Hillary Clinton's face like... And then right. he just goes on talking. It was it was hilarious. Well, 
So Donald Trump, first of all, let's not give Donald Trump for the first 10 minutes. What Donald Trump succeeded in doing in the first 10 minutes of the debate was this, not sounding like he was drunk. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's I'm very, not on cocaine. Yes, exactly. And that's easy for anybody to do if you're not drunk or on cocaine. That's not an accomplishment. Second, Donald Trump has an IQ level of a beanbag chair that's been ripped in half. So let's not give him any kind of credit for being an intelligent person. Third, Hillary Clinton was doing things like speaking at a regular level and stating facts and following a consistent stream of consciousness. Donald Trump was not. So I at no point thought Donald Trump was doing well. I thought, oh, he hasn't passed out yet. That was about it. Now, I was in shock a lot with Ashnet, the popping intern, who made sure I got my course light after I waited 15 minutes. So she went and got it for me, pulled the executive move. Thank you, Ashnet. But while I was there, the crowd was full of, like, the New York Urban League was there. We had, It was, like, a really nice crowd. We had the folks like me. We had a couple of bougie folk in there, too. But it was like being at a rap battle. The first 10 minutes, it was like, oh, oh, he got you, son. Damn, Hillary. And then when Hillary started coming back with the haymakers, you could tell when the crowd finally felt like Hillary was coming back. Because everything she said, it was like, damn. When she mentioned that his dad gave him $14 million, I couldn't even hear his reaction. And then reaction. he called it a small loan. Yeah, oh. <laughs> You know, she should have. I think she could have done a better job of then nailing him again and turning around a little sarcastic and being like, "A small loan, Donald. One hundred and seventy-four million dollars is a small loan." Yeah. I mean, maybe she just wants to stay above it, and I get that. I mean, like a big thing right now is this whole thing, and this is like obviously outside of the debate because after the debate ended, Donald Trump was like, "Well, I was going to bring up the infidelities, but I decided not to." Okay, Donald, you know, don't throw stones when you live in a huge glass house yeah. because the last time I checked, you cheated on your first wife, Ivana, with your second wife, Marla Maples. You cheated on her with the chick you're with now, Melania. So if anybody wants to talk about infidelity, Donald Trump should know the best about infidelity because Donald Trump has been, you know, committing adultery so much that he's had to plead the fifth 57 times during depositions about his adultery. 97 times, actually. And guys, Donald Trump has a temperament of a Queen's credit card scammer, which means he doesn't understand accountability. All he does is live but a swipe life, which is what he has always been doing. So if you ever wonder why all of a sudden and you only had $10 left in your account, he probably scammed you. And guys, if you do want to call in, the phones are working now. The number is 212-650-6903. Again, that is 212-650-6903. We do have to go on a break in a couple of minutes, but before we do, I actually want to get into some kind of contextualized or meet, meaty like points of the debate. So one of the first things I want to talk about, so we talked about how we think Donald Trump may have done well the first 10 minutes. We talked about where we were and how we reacted. What I want to know from you guys now is, with Donald Trump, why is it that he, why is it with, why is it that the bar was so low for Trump and so high for Hillary? So obviously we know all the regular things that people hate about Hillary and the things that people love about Trump, but why is the bar so low when he has done such an amazing job of bigging up how intellectually superior he is to everyone? I'm going to start with Jackie because Selena looks like she want to talk. <laughs> So rude. Um, because Hillary, where you know, Donald Trump says that he is so smart, and you know, he said it in the debate, I'm smart, like not paying taxes makes me smart, blah, blah, blah. But Hillary's whole career has been based on the fact that she's super qualified, she's the most knowledgeable. So she really has set the bar super high for herself, which is fine, right? Like that's good. And yeah. I think we should hold her accountable to that. But Donald Trump certainly hasn't set that expectation with people that, you know, and he's not, he's never held elected office where 
as Hillary has. And so she has really set this bar super high for herself. That being said, I do think that there is an inherent bias where, you know, any woman or person of color or um, disenfranchised group can probably agree that when you're put in a space compared to a white man, you have to outperform that white man no matter what, right? You have to do that much better to prove that you're worthy of this position. So I think that there, I don't think that was completely the reason why Hillary, why the bar was set so much higher for Hillary than for Trump, but I do think that's a part of it. No, yeah, I would agree. No, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that as well. That would be my thinking. But also, it's just like, why do we hold him to such a low standard? I think that's a better way to ask the question, which is, it's not just about, we know why we hold her to a high standard. Right. We hold her to a high standard, one, because she holds herself to a high standard, as Jackie mentioned, and because she's been in a, a pu- in public service for 30 years. So we've gotten to see her throughout her entire career. I mean, Trump's been in business, failing at business for 30 years and, you know, incruing thousands and millions and millions of dollars of debt while not paying any taxes on it. Um, And yet, because he acts like a 13-year-old child, we hold him to the bar of a 13-year-old child. I mean, we need to set the bar higher. We need to raise our bar. I mean, this is, and it's not just we here in this studio. I'm talking about, like, the media in general. Like, if Donald Trump stays on message for 10 minutes, the media is all like, oh, my God, it's a giant accomplishment. Donald Trump, great, wonderful, huge accomplishment. But, like, if Hillary stays on 10 minutes, on message for 10 minutes they're just like oh yeah you know nothing out of the ordinary yeah. I mean so like that's where the bar needs to be set higher for hi- for him um, that's what we, we need to stop looking at like why is the bar so high we know why the bar is so high for her why don't we raise the bar for him I mean he can't even have a uh, like an intelligent conversation for more than 10 minutes everything is like wrong stupid wrong horrible wrong stupid blacks. wrong horrible the blacks <laughs> That's a good point, Alyssa. So, guys, we do have to go on a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask the million-dollar question. Why didn't we have Jill Stein and Gary Johnson on the debate panel? And what would a debate have looked like if we did have those candidates on there? I know you, Jill Stein, Bernie, or Bus hippie losers are probably listening, and you're salivating. Get ready. We'll be right back. We know the IRS has made clear there is no prohibition on releasing it when you're under audit. So you've got to ask yourself, why won't he release his tax returns? And I think there may be a couple of reasons. First, maybe he's not as rich as he says he is. Second, maybe he's not as charitable as he claims to be. Third, we don't know all of his business dealings, but we have been told through investigative reporting that He owes about $650 million to Wall Street and foreign banks. Or maybe he doesn't want the American people, all of you watching tonight, to know that he's paid nothing in federal taxes because the only years that anybody's ever seen were a couple of years when he had to turn them over to state authorities when he was trying to get a casino license, and they showed he didn't pay any federal income tax. So that makes if me he's smart. paid zero, that means zero for troops, 
zero for vets. And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz with Selena Hill, Alyssa Fuchs, and Jackie Cohen. Our intern, Ashnet, is on the Twitter ones and twos as usual, making sure your tweets get responded to. And we are talking about the 2016 presidential debate, the one that just happened on Monday, the first one between Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And the clip you just heard was a very long clip, actually. It was about a minute and a half long of Hillary Clinton sending for Donald Trump and using receipts to do it about his taxes or lack thereof. And what she did was accuse him of not paying his taxes, in which he responded to that he was smart. So now, I say all of that to ask the question of, if a Jill Stein and a Gary Johnson were there, does she have enough time to get that question off? Does it even happen? But before we get to that, I know Selena has a comment, so Selena, please read the comment. Yeah, so um, Mike has commented via Facebook live stream, and I think he was referring to the question that we asked before we went on break about why do we hold the bar so low when it comes to Donald Trump. But he says, I think Trump is smarter than we think, because he literally said in the 90s that if if you were ever to run for president, you go with the Republicans because they're easier to track into thinking he's a good candidate. That makes him and a not the same. You even and, and not the same. You even said that all Republican voters are stupid. That doesn't necessarily make him smart. It just makes him a manipulative sociopath. I mean, most of us here know that that Republic. I mean, not. I don't want to say all Republican voters, but like so many Republican voters are so gullible. That's why you have this where you see all the time, like, for example, in Kansas, where literally the entire state is failing and they're giving tax cuts to rich people and poor people are really suffering, including middle class or what used to be middle class white people. And yet they still vote for Republicans. Right. And so like I, I even I know that. So like I could say I'll run as a Republican because they're easily duped. So I don't necessarily think that makes him smart. I just think it makes him manipulative Uh, you know i'm getting a a different comment on facebook and this is from a veteran from the iraq war named her name is adriana torres and she says as a vet that was in iraq i'm going to say that having those vests and plates and ammo were really important to us out there thanks to all of our citizens that did provide to our military she means by paying taxes she then writes donald trump says paying zero taxes makes him smart because if he had paid them it would have been squandered and then she writes squandered on stuff like body armor for our troops so, you know, think about that. Like, yeah. Donald Trump says, like, oh, I'm patriotic. It's smart to not pay taxes. I mean, listen, everybody's trying to figure out a little bit of a way to get out of paying all the taxes. That's why you sit down with an accountant and you try and take your deductions. But at the same time, what's going on with Donald is a little different because we're not talking about individual taxes. We're talking about the corporate tax code and about how his, him as a wealthy person was able to take advantage of deductions and loopholes that people like you and me aren't. And I think that's part of what Hillary was trying to get at when she was talking about tax policy at the debate and and why it's so important that we don't go back to trumped up trickle down on that note i know you really wanted to get to the third party candidates so i'm gonna throw back to stanley so yeah i wanted to talk about third party candidates but we have a lot of energy around this tax conversation so we're gonna hang out on this for a little bit we have miss deborah on the line because the phones are working if you want to call in the number is 212-650-6903 again that is 212-650-6903 if you're on facebook live on from my page you can leave a comment or read it or on twitter be heard underscore radio or on politically preposterous you can comment on there we have a million ways to let your voice be heard i don't want to hear you to know what to say miss deborah i missed you school us Hi, i did too i really did guys how are you good, good deborah. Um, i was just wondering um uh, what is the woman's name helmsley when she said that paying taxes are for the little people she went to jail 
So why didn't he go to jail? Wesley Snipes went to, jail, went to jail, too. I know when he said he was smart for not paying taxes, Wesley Snipes was somewhere eating Raymond noodles, trying to pay his light bill, saying, well, damn, because he couldn't do that. Raise your hand in well, this room if you cannot pay your taxes and the government would just be cool with it. Well, what he did was completely legal, yeah. from my understanding. He did not do... He used the, the loopholes in our current tax policy. Right, which speaks exactly to what Hillary was talking right. about, which goes right, back right. to the comment that I made b- before we came back from break about, like, the tax code. I mean... There are. I'm going to work in the third party candidates now because the the reason why they're not on that debate stage is because neither one of them are actually going to be president. So we, in reality, I mean that, that's the truth. Um, I mean Gary Johnson's polling at 10 percent and Jill Stein's polling at two percent. They're not going to be president, as President Obama said. You know. You, you this this year we have a choice and it's between steak and fish. You can order the chicken, but they're not bringing you the chicken. Okay, the chicken is not coming out. We are going back to the to that metaphor. Well, one uh, time they told me I can only have vodka, and I said that's for college girls. Give but, me some Hennessy. Uh, on that note, so you have two different visions. Do you want to go back to the George Bush tax policies of the early two thousands that led to the Great Recession and crashed our economy, which is what Donald Trump is proposing? Massive tax cuts for people at the top and loopholes that let him pay no taxes for possibly 18 years, like is being reported by the New York Times? Or do you want to continue with the same tax policies or similar tax policies to the ones that we have now, and then you're going with Hillary Clinton? I mean, this is why I'm so sick of hearing people say the lesser of two evils. You know what? Yes, there are things I don't like about Clinton, but it's not the lesser of two evils. There's only one evil here, and that's Donald Trump. Yeah, I want to push back on what you said, though, a little bit, Alyssa, because I do think that when when President Obama made that analogy um, between, you know, choosing between chicken or fish. He was talking about the Republican primary. I know he was. And he was referring to Paul Ryan, who was not even in the running for the race and how people were were writing him in on the ballot. And he was like, no, that's not an option, right? You got to vote for who's on the ballot. Um, and I think some people would, and I, I'll preface with, I agree with you. I do not think Gary Johnson or, I don't think the, any third party running right now has a chance of winning the election, right? I think that it's only going to be between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, but I, but they are on the ballot in most states, right? So people do have a choice. They can, and that's, you know, I think that's the issue that you're raising is that people can vote. It is an option. They have this third option, not just chicken or fish, but it's, I mean, it's a controversial point right is this what you should be spending your vote on i mean it's a it's sort of a philosophical debate if anything else like what should you who should you be voting for and if this is a democracy and you have a candidate that most represents your ideals and that might be jill stein or gary johnson should you vote for them or should you play a political maneuver and vote for the candidate that you think is is more likely to keep trump or hillary out of office listen closely bernie hippies (laughs) well the reason why jill stein or gary johnson is not going to win is because they don't have the opportunities that uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump has. Like, in the beginning of Donald Trump's campaign, because he said absurd things, he's gotten, like, unprecedented media coverage compared to the other Republicans who are running in the primary. So, put it like this. If Jill Stein or Gary Johnson were as crazy and ludicrous and offensive, then they probably would get more media coverage, which means they'd probably be polling higher, which probably means they would have been on that debate stage. So, it's almost like a catch-22. Yes, Alyssa's right. They're not going to win. The reason why 
wise because they won on the stage. And I think that if more people were voting and and like let's and like advocating on their behalf, then we would have a chance for a third party candidate to win. Well, no, you're not gonna have a chance for a third party candidate to win, and it's not because that they're fighting so hard to not give them that stage. They're not fundraising enough. That's one. Two, these third parties don't have a real infrastructure. The Libertarian Party, you can make an argument for because they have some offices, some legitimate offices, not like crappy townships across Connecticut. They actually have some spaces, but these third, in order to run for national office, you have to have one, fundraising infrastructure, two, like thought leader infrastructure, and three, viable candidates who have a body of work. They do not have that. And of course, if you want to get on a presidential debate, you have to be polling at at least 15%. Harambe is polling higher than Jill Stein. Harambe, Black Lives Matter. So, So like, no, so so don't 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 tell me it's because like we're not giving them that space. It's because the Green Party has not done a good enough job to build that infrastructure. Do I want them to? Absolutely. But you know who is building that infrastructure right now? Shameless plug: the Working Families Party. And maybe ten years from now, we might have a candidate running for president under the Working Families Party. If you want a legitimate third party to be there, you have to vote not just in presidential elections, but in Senate, City Council, Alderman, Judge, all those things, and put in real people. Because if you don't, you You'll get these third-party candidates who pop up every four years, know they're not going to win, raise $20 million, do some commercials, say Wi-Fi makes your kids gay, and that'll be the end of it. Jackie? Yeah, so over on our Facebook live stream, Jason points out both parties worked hard to bar them from the debates because they didn't want to get more specific this early in the debate schedule. So basically saying that, you know, the first debate is pretty general, it's pretty broad, right? And that has been um, a lot of the criticism that I've heard this past week, that they didn't get into finer policy points because it is that first debate. They want to be super open-ended and broad. And if they had had Jill Stein and Gary Johnson there, they would have had to really fine-tune their debate points and get into the nitty-gritty. Let me push back on that. One, I am not like the I'm with her Hillary street team person. But what you guys need to understand is Hillary is a beast on policy. Mm. Read one of her editorial board interviews. Read the Daily News editorial board interview. She knows her stuff. The reason they're not going to get into specifics is probably because the Republican Party was like, hell no. (laughs) If there's one thing that Hillary Clinton can do is get in specifics for her policies. And if you don't believe me, read the Daily News um, editorial board meeting with Hillary Clinton where she goes down to the nitty gritty. And I'll have Ashnet tweet that or I'll tweet it at some point because Ashnet looked at me crazy just now. You know, and I just wanted to add something about, about Gary Johnson, which is, uh, um, I'm just trying to find it right now. And I, of course, it's, oh, here. So, like, here's the thing. A lot of millennials are saying, like, they, they want to vote for Gary Johnson because they like what he has to say yeah. about marijuana, for example. But there are also people who claim they voted for Bernie. So I just want to clear something up about about Gary Johnson. Aside from not knowing where anything about foreign policy, because I, my friend's six-year-old knows what Aleppo is, um, Gary Johnson's platform and the libertarian platform in general calls for zero, zero assistance on college loans or fixing political debt. It calls for doing away with Social Security and privatizing it. It calls for, although Gary Johnson said he's in favor of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, the libertarian party platform calls for overturning the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So we can go back to the quote-unquote good old days, um, which we all know what that means. It's the same thing that Donald Trump means when he talks about law and order and stop and frisk everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It, in, in addition, the libertarian platform uh, calls for doing away with all environmental regulations and controls, freeing corporations and banks from all regulation, eliminating public education, even grades 1 through 12, and doing away with the IRS so that the government cannot take in any money. How so, would the government run? So I what really, is- here's another thing I really don't understand, it which wouldn't. is how are there Bernie supporters that are backing Gary Johnson? Or, because uh, they're stupid or they didn't really support Bernie. Are you not paying attention? And you know what? And, and I wanted to also push back on something said earlier about, like, because they're not on the third parties aren't on the stage, that's why they don't get seen. That's not like that's not true. Gary Johnson and Jill Stein had every opportunity throughout this entire process to make themselves more well known. The Green Party and the Libertarian Party for the past eight years have had the opportunity to run candidates for the Senate, for the for for the House, for local elections, for your school board elections, for city council, for state politics. Do you know there, there's not that many people if you want to be taken seriously. You cannot just show up every four years and say, hey, I'm here and I want to be on the debate stage. You need to build your organization from the ground up. You need to make yourself legitimate. And then we can talk about you running for president. But I'm sorry. Like, if I don't think it's like this Catch-22 where they can't get on the debate stage so they don't poll well. Like, they could have been running ads. They could have made their platforms known. So, you know, like, there's lots of things that Gary Johnson and Jill Stein could have done going back even from the last time Jill Stein tried to run for president. You know, and in between them to grow a real organization. There's, you know, between the last time Jill Stein ran, which is 2012, and now has been four years. That's four years that that she could have been building an organization and getting Green Party members elected to the House of Representatives. How yeah, many? There, there is no. There is only one unaffiliated person in both houses of Congress, and that's Bernie Sanders. So for all you Bernie hippies out there, let me tell you guys something. So I'm gonna get really inside baseball. If you're not from New York, you might not know this. So I'll give you some background. In upstate New. New York, in the area around Kingston, New York, will say it is, there's a Republican candidate by the name of James Amador. He just got his name put under the Green Party ballot line. You know why? Because there, was, there wasn't anybody from the Green Party running. And what usually happens in elections like this in New York State, all over, that people will just like try to get enough write-in votes so they can be put under a certain party line so they can pick up more votes. That's what happens when you don't have people running. You can change that, though. If you're mad and you like to eat cup noodles with milk and not water and you think Bernie Sanders should be the one running for president and that uh, the primaries was a conspiracy because... You know, you didn't pay attention to politics for 25 years and you saw a Bernie meme and realized you were radical. Then, hey, run for the Green Party. You can do that. Now, moving forward, because I do think we need to have this conversation before we end this segment. I really want to talk about the rate, the racial conversation that happened at the presidential debate, because it was problematic to say the least, in my opinion, confusing to say the most. So. During this conversation, Donald Trump described the black community, and I should not can co-sign me on this, as a complete disaster where you walk outside and you get shot. Yeah. Black people, Latino people, is your community, are you, like, are you just miserable all the time? Do you walk outside, take out the garbage, and get shot in the face every single day? If you do, please message me right now and tell me when you got shot and where you got shot. Selena. Absolutely not. And when Donald Trump made those comments, um, it... You can feel how disconnected he was to the African-American community, especially me. I felt that because I was sitting at the Apollo and we were all like, some people were even laughing at how ridiculous it was. What do you have to lose? I'm no, kidding. but no, I'm I mean, kidding, those yeah. arguments, the thing is, I understand he's trying to pander to that base, but there's a way to say that. You, he's so offensive in trying to court black voters where it, it's it's ridiculous to this point. Well, it was really, that was probably as far as the entire experience of watching the debate at the Apollo went, was one of the most memorable experiences for me because he's talking about 
black communities and how dangerous and terrible they are. Meanwhile, we're sitting in the heart of Harlem at the Apollo Theater, and the place erupted in laughter when he said that because it was so unbelievable and disconnected and just, you know, it's like it was so removed from reality. And Hillary even said, you know, like whatever reality that you live in is not is not real. But let's also not listen. And on, I'm a, you know, like I said, I'm voting for Hillary. I'm not like so gung ho. But like some of the things she said, although she did say some good things, she talked about implicit bias, yeah. which was definitely a good thing. And there was another moment where she said something um, that it really sounds like she's she's listening um, and she's trying. I mean, I know she also sat down with Mary J. Blige, which is um, a, a separate thing uh, we could talk about during the news roundup if we want to. Um, like she's listening, but she also said a few things, like at least one thing that was problematic about providing the police with certain equipment it's like the police already have the equipment like i don't know why we're going back over this conversation because like the police getting better equipment is not fixing the relationship between the black community um and and between the police department so i do think that there were some problematic comments um i disagree with colin kaepernick when he says that they were standing up there debating who was less racist i think that was pushing it a little far although i know some people do feel that way um but i will say like I, I do give her credit for for at least listening or at least pretending that she's listening because there was only one candidate up there talking about implicit bias and it wasn't Donald Trump who was screaming about everything stop is stop and frisk everything is horrible and law and order which we all know what that means like we, I said the last time we had this conversation which is you know stop all the brown people because that's really exactly what he was saying so the police only re- the police have drones that can blow you up from a distance. They don't need more resources, but I'm tired of hearing our voices, guys. We do have a caller on the line, and this is Donald. He's been trying to call a couple of times. He, like me, may have sprint, which can explain why the calls kept getting dropped, but Donald is right to let his voice be heard. Donald, give it to us. That sounds weird. Talk to us. Yes. Good morning. I understand the debate side of it that says that um, because Jill Stein or Johnson wasn't on the stage that we're not going to know about them. But I would tend to think that if a lot of people don't want Trump or Hillary, that they're looking for another option. And just by that definition, these other candidates would have a fair shot. And it's pretty unfair to say that they can't win. Maybe they can't win electoral college-wise, because that's what really makes the president. It's not really the popularity contest that we vote for anyway. I, I think you make a decent point, but I would disagree with it, in the, with it in this, which is if people really felt strongly that they didn't want to vote for Donald or Hillary, then Jill Stein and Gary Johnson would be polling higher. And if they were polling higher, they would make the debate stage. Like if that was actually true, if there was enough people that were like, I really hate them and I really I, I've heard about these two other candidates, I'm going to look into them. Then when they were and maybe those people aren't being polled, but I find that hard to believe. We have tons of polls. They're calling landlines. They're calling cell phones and they're also being conducted online so there's not a lack of polling like people would make you believe if that was 100% true if people are really that dissatisfied um, then they should answer those pollsters that they were that they're in favor of voting for Gary Johnson or Jill Stein and that would increase their poll numbers and then they would end up on the debate stage so guys we do have to start wrapping up this conversation um, but I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts that I seem to be having at this very moment so first of all let me be very clear with you if you needed this debate to figure out if you were going to vote for Hillary or Trump you are a liar and either you're a liar or you're completely ignorant 
because it is very obvious what we are dealing with. We are dealing with a burning bag of condoms that also has some trickles of syphilis on them. And then we have Hillary Clinton. Those are your two options. Syphilis or Hillary Clinton. You choose. I'm not into STDs. But if for some reason you just didn't know what was happening over the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years, let me explain to you. You have one man who is promising to build a wall to block people from coming here. The same man also says we should ban Muslim people from being from coming into this country. He would ban Beanie Siegel from coming and staying in America. That's right, guys. Mac. We can't have that. This is the same person that called black people savages and says that we live in complete terror and that after seeing a man get shot by a cop while he had his hands in the air and was putting it on his car so that he could could comply. The cop shot him and killed him and there were people that was defending him. This man, Trump, says, oh, we need more law and order. This is a man who put out a full page ad in the New York Times in the late 80s, early 90s to criminalize a bunch of teenagers who were accused of rape and put in jail for a rape that they did not commit. This is the guy that we're talking about. This is a guy who cannot keep a consistent stream of thought for no more than 10 minutes. I've been here for 36 minutes, and I still make somewhat sense, and I'm hungover. He couldn't do it on cocaine. There's nothing to choose from. You pick Hillary Clinton, and then you get mad two years from now, and you vote in some Green Party candidates to make your hippie heart feel better, or you pick Hillary Clinton, and you stay politically active from now on, because there's no such thing as not being political. Everything is politics. You don't believe me? That shirt you bought from H&M, it was made with child labor. Welcome to politics. We'll be right back, guys. When we do return, it'll be the news roundup, where we'll talk about everything from why I can't drink Hennessy after 10 p.m. on Fridays to how Donald Trump's taxes came out from 1995, and he didn't pay taxes in 18 years. Or did he? 